Welcome in everybody back to another episode of Dom. That's true. Of course, I am uh, Truman the Steam Machine Steen, uh, Twitch and Twitter by that Steam Machine name. And of, as always, I am joined by my very handsome co-host, Owen Domination7. Dom, Owen, how's it going? Hey, True. What's up, man? Nothing. We mixed it up. We both went both went a little Islanders jersey. We talked about how we hadn't we worn jerseys in a bit. And this is yeah, a sports podcast, so we needed to get it done. So, welcome in, everybody. Uh, episode number 32. We had to, we, yep. we do this every, I, I told Owen, or Owen was mocking me for, uh, I wake up every morning, I go, oh boy, episode 32 is this week. And then I, <laughs> so I already have it, always have it in my mind. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of uh, the Isles Week in Review, as we always do. We've got, had a good yep. week, had a good week. And then uh, we're actually going to talk uh, NHL trade deadline. We're going to, for our Around the League segment here, obviously. And because we have our NHL trade deadline, we are also going to talk a second weigh-in for the Dom. That's the big, Dom, that's the biggest truser weight loss challenge. Uh, we'll see, we'll see how our progress is working so far. And then we'll, uh, we have a question that's been uh, burning on the mind of a lot of, of, of a lot of Twitter <laughs> The last couple oh, of days. Yeah. Twitter's been going insane about it. Well, one specific city of Twitter. Uh, we're going to talk uh, if Julian Edelman is a Hall of Famer. Plot twist. He is. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Uh, and, and, then, and then, of course, we got, a, we got a nice and juicy top five of the week for you. We're doing uh, yeah. Oscars are coming up not this Sunday, but next Sunday. Ooh. And uh, we're going to talk the top movies that the other person hasn't seen. And then we'll wrap up with our pop culture minute hey, as we quick, always this do. This is on my list, but oh. uh, have you seen the movie Roma? Is that an Italian movie that like won like best foreign picture like 2016? You're not gonna believe this, but I haven't. No, I've never heard of that. Yeah, movie yeah, but like, have life. you heard anything about it? No, never heard of it ever. Oh, huh, I just heard it was good. Never mind, doesn't matter. So you haven't heard of it either. No, no, or I, you haven't I seen, haven't it. seen it. Interesting. No. Why did that come into your mind? I'm interesting. We'll talk. We'll, oh, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later on. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, welcome in, everybody, back to another episode of Dom That's True. As I said, I am Truman Steen. That is Owen Dom. We are excited to bring you another episode. And uh, like we said, we're going to start off with a little bit of the Isles Week in Review, as we normally do. Again, we are making everybody on this podcast. If you've never listened to hockey before or watched hockey before, we're making into Islanders fans. Get on the bus now. Get on the train. This is it. This is where you want to be because the Islanders are back on top of the central or no, it's not the, sorry, of the East Eastern division. Uh, the, was it mass mutual East Honda East? No, Honda West. Are we, are we on top? We're tied. Yeah, we're, we should we're tied. Be, we we're should tied be. for top. We're tied for top. And I think we have better goal differentials. So technically we we're probably we should be on top. Uh, and I, I want to say we've even got tiebreakers, but if you do look at like ESPN, I think it ranks the capitals above. I think that's just from alphabetical order. Well, Washington would come after New York. It I might be goals four it, might be the tiebreaker. But I can't imagine that you do goals but not. It might be wins. No, they're, they have the same number of whoa, wins. Whoa, they have identical records. You never see that. That's very odd. Actually, to see that the teams are tied and they're both 27, 11, and 4. That's super weird. That is super weird. I've never seen that happen before. Huh. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, I mean, fine, overall. But uh, definitely interesting. Uh, again, as even with all that being said, 
Uh, the New York Islanders are at least tied for first in the division right now. They beat the Capitals. Uh, during the podcast last week, as we were talking, you know, we always kind of give you guys score updates when the Islanders are playing. Uh, they beat the Capitals 1-0, a very Islanders way to win. That's, yep. I mean, you know, what is what we is life? We certainly take those, though. We absolutely do take those. And then um, they beat the Phillies, I mean the, the Flyers. And, you know, stop me if you've heard this one before. They beat the Flyers after they blew a lead in the third period and then won in a shootout. Stop me if you've heard this before. <laughs> uh, Truman, I have heard this one before. Did yeah. it happen five days previously? Yeah, it sounds like Dom That's True, episode number 31. Um, <laughs> but And then uh, they split the the week the series with the Rangers, which was very odd. Yeah, the Rangers are kind of coming out of nowhere in the standings right now. Well, I mean, they're not going to make a push. I don't, I don't believe they'll make a push. But, I mean, you know, they're – I guess they're fourth. They're passing the Flyers. The Flyers have really fallen off. That's really that's well, I think the most fifth surprised. Sorry, the fifth, 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 right. They're the they're the one spot out and you know, they're four points behind the Bruins and the Bruins also have two games in hand on them, so Right. Take another grain of salt. The Bruins are the fourth playoff team. Right. And speaking of the Bruins, we've got more on the Bruins during the trade deadline. Of course they you know no no, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I don't want to get in my house ahead of myself. We're talking about the New York Islanders. Man, okay, so here's the thing that I'm getting worried about is, do you remember during, it's very similar to the Chiefs season, during, in the middle of the Chiefs sure. season, when we were talking about how I was annoyed that they just kept on winning everything by one possession. And yeah. I was in the camp that was annoyed, but I also, but I wasn't in the camp that was doomsdaying because they're only winning by one possession. Because yeah. a lot of those games, because I was also in the camp that a lot of those games weren't as close as they look. Right. But... I'm worried because the Islanders' games are this close, right? When you go to a shootout, it was close because it meant that you went to a five-minute overtime where you could have lost at any moment if they would have scored, and you blew a 2-0 lead, you know, this is, and this isn't the first time they've done it. They blow a lot of third-period leads and end up winning in shootouts. But uh-huh. like people argue with the, first, with the one possession games is that that is not sustainable. And you uh-huh. lose playoff games like that. You lose playoff games right. by blowing it. The Islanders certainly lost a couple playoff games where they could have ended a series early and instead had to go to six or seven games because they couldn't finish off yep. finish off a team in regulation, had to go to overtime just because, you know, or, or lost in overtime and then had to play another game and then lost another game in overtime and then had to play another game and finally finish it off, you know, again against the Flyers. And I think that Capitals series went a little longer than it should have. Yeah. There was yeah. – just a lot of things, but it is just worrisome that they keep doing this. But it's always against—it seems to always be against Philly. Like it's one of those things where we're always—we're not worried about the Islanders' season because they keep on losing to the Penguins. <laughs> is right. that we're not worried about how, how we're not as long as they don't face the Penguins, we'll probably be all right. So right. I just—I don't know. And losing to the yeah, Rangers so, yeah, was a I'm weird looking one. Looking back at it real quick, and I was like, kind of like you know. You said it was always against Philly, and I was like, huh, that's kind of weird. I was looking back at it. I'm, like, counting up. You know, they have eight games versus the Flyers Mm -hmm. this season. So far, they have one, two. um, Yeah, okay, so those two. Three, four, Mm -hmm. five. Mm -hmm. Five out of the eight games have been decided in overtime. With, like, Um, two or three of those overtime games going to shootouts. At least two, I know, for sure, because they've happened in the last two weeks. But I think maybe three, or is it just two? Uh, okay, so two so far. I'm just like looking back at here. Uh huh. Uh huh. 
Uh, ju just the two. The okay. other two we won off of overtime goals. Interesting. But we won all of all five of those that went to overtime. Yes. Which is just that's not sustainable. That is scary <laughs> and not sustainable. That's what I'm talking about. Somebody also adds in the chat, and this is a very important message that I wanted to a very important analysis that I wanted to add in and make sure we got it in here. They said classic puck stick, and that is very true. Yes. Uh, the Islanders just play a classic version of the puck stick. It's very, it's very, uh, yeah, it's very classic. But uh, yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm just, I'm worried, man. I'm just. And and but we do this every time. I'm the guy who worries. We're the you know. That's true. That's our that that's our dynamic. Is I'm the worrier of the two of us for sure. I mean, well, but for sports, everything else, I'm the it'll work itself out. Right. My life, think, my life uh, finds a way. I think Truman that the thing that we need to focus on here mm -hmm. is I know I always focus on like, yeah, but we won the game. You know, I always kind of say that. The thing that we need to focus on is we're doing this and winning all these games without our what? Anders Lee. Without our number two player at worst. Yeah, so, he's probably the second best player. Barzal is probably number one. I mean, and yeah, you can make you, a you can make a, an argument about Pajal maybe in second second or third. You know where right, he ranks. But but. Anders Lee could not be any worse than second. He's either the second best or he's the best player on the team. Right. Yeah. So they're doing all this without their very tippy-top player. That's true. And, and it sucks to think because, you know, he is done for a season. There's not going to be a way he's going to, you know. No, he's done. Uh, he's not going to Harry Kane himself into the into the Stanley Cup final. And uh, I understand play what that he means. probably shouldn't. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I kind of think of this as a positive. We're still waiting for our two new players, which we'll get into later, trade deadline. Right, 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 right. But, coming up, coming up. Yeah, like, like you said, I'm always, you know, the more positive guy. A win is a win. It goes in the W column, whether it's an overtime win or not. Mm -hmm. um, and it is not sustainable, but it does build confidence. And confidence in pro sports is something that we've seen time and time and again matter a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, I don't know, it's interesting. I'll, I'll be interested to see how it all pans out. I'm excited i'm still excited for this i'm you know i believe it's pretty safe to say the islanders probably going to be in the playoffs unless you know uh barding a uh, absolute collapse you know but they've gotten most of their games with the flyers out, all their games with the flyers out of the way all their games with the penguins Except out of one. the way oh they got one more against one the flyers, flyers left. well that's yeah, nice uh i think they're running out of games with the bruins i don't think they have many games with the bruins left uh, uh they have one yeah, they only have three games left for the Bruins because Bruins, they have two in a row with the Bruins, mm -hmm. and then they only have one left. Right, and then we're and we're running out of games with the Capitals. You know, we got a lot of those games. We got yeah, only three left with the Capitals. Only three left with the Caps. Yeah, and those are three in a row also. So yeah, I mean, this is not a terrible stretch down. That they can definitely still be able to jockey for position. They obviously, got two games against Boston. Their next two games are at Boston. Uh, yep. They play Phil. Important to pick up some points there. Yeah, they play at Philly. Uh, then they got New York, three games against Washington, new, two against New York again, two against Buffalo, two against New Jersey, one against Boston. So again, yeah. not a not a terrible way to finish that out. You know, you get and, I, and I, most of those tough games are at home. Sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, uh, two no, of those absolutely. most of those tough games are at home against the Capitals at home. Two out of three uh, of them, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you go at the Bruins, but going to the Bruins, looking at the rest of the schedule. It's not awful. Uh, you go to two of the Bruins three times on the rest of the season. Those mm -hmm. are probably your three toughest games. Yeah. You got, you know, at the Sabres, 
you got Home with the Devils. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's literally it. You yeah. got one against the Caps. So you got like, you know, four tough games left, really. Right. If four- you really consider home advantage to be an important thing, which the Islanders have shown this year does matter. 14 games um, remaining. Six of them are against playoff teams. Uh, and only and, and three of those six are against the fourth place. So not awful. And yeah. you kind of like to have those games against the num- against the number one, the other number one uh, seed in your division, because you can, uh, you know, time or you can, you, you can you you'd be able to pull ahead of them and get yeah. gain some and points. And then you could also measure yourself for the playoffs because right. this year, especially, you will be playing at least you know minimum two of the of the other top teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody, somebody in the chat also asked if you had to, if, if you had to give Islanders versus the field to win the, to get out of the division playoffs, what, what odds would you give to bet, the to Islanders bet on the Islanders versus the other how, three how, top teams? Yeah. What odds would I have to give you? Plus, plus how much to get out of, to get, to make it to the next round of the playoffs? No, no, no. To get out of the division playoffs. So they have to, yeah, to, yeah. to be so, the best so team to in, the, in the semis, to be the best team in the East. How about? How about best to make it give it give me the odds of them to win the East and then uh, outright in the regular season, and then give me uh-huh. the odds for them to win the East in the playoffs. Okay, um, to win the East, How the ma- East is really competitive because there's three teams that could do it. Um, I'd give them, I'd probably just yeah give them one and three. I'd probably give it like plus four hundred to. Uh, okay. Four to, to one to win the East. Four to one money. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I think it's a little bit worse than one third. I, I don't. I don't think Vegas is going to give any of the top three teams anything better than one third to win. I was like, I why are we talking? I was like, why are we talking about Vegas? I was like, oh, I was like, the, yeah, I don't think I don't think Vegas not the, is not going to give anybody like minus one hundred to win. I don't think there's a clear favorite to win the division. Oh, okay. I think they're going coin toss. Yeah, nobody's minus. Win? Nobody's minus for sure. Right. But to win out, I think the Islanders are the have the best coach, and I think that matters the most in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And the Islanders beat all of these teams in the playoffs um, last year. Right. So, yeah. well, not all of these teams, but several of these top teams. Mm-hmm. And I, I, still think, I still think the Flyers are going to challenge for that fourth spot. I don't think – I think the Bruins and Rangers do miss out. I, I think that the Flyers are better. Um, you think the Flyers are going to move past the Bruins? Yeah. yeah no way. No way. No, there's so um, much ground to make up, man. And their goal differential is terrible, but we can ignore that for a second. Um, but I actually give Islanders – I would give Islanders plus 100 or plus 200 to win the East. I think they're the best team. Interesting. I think I would give the Islanders for the regular season title. I'd give them – I bet they're at plus 200, plus, plus 220 right now probably. And I What's think Vegas that's, giving up? I uh, I I could pull it up real quick, but I'll I'll do yeah, that I'll during I'll do that when we start to talk about trades. Uh, you know, and kind of looking at the schedule, you know who actually has the softest schedule coming out to finish the season out of those top three it? teams? It's the Penguins. The Penguins only have really? four more games against playoff teams. They get to they play Washington twice, Boston twice. Uh, and I guess if you think the Flyers are the playoff team, then they've got the three games against the Flyers, but they're out of the playoffs right now. Uh, New York, you know, like we said, six out of final fourteen, and the uh, Washington Capitals seven out of the final fourteen. So uh, this isn't normally a betting advice show, but I like the. I think the Islanders probably have the best shot to win. I'd give them the best odds, 
but a sneaky one would be the Pittsburgh Penguins because they are because they just have they have the fewest uh, current playoff teams remaining, and they're eight and two over their last ten, so they're hot. Uh, yeah. You know, true. I'm looking at I'm looking at the Vegas futures right now. Um, as long as this is current, and I can't tell from the website, is it? But this will be for the this will be for the Stanley Cup. This won't be for the. Are you talking division oh, the, or is it Stanley Cup? Uh, I was gonna go division first. Oh, Stanley Cup. oh, go division first. So okay. Okay, yeah. So odds to win 2021 NHL East division. That I'm pretty sure that just means regular season. Yep, yep. Right now, Islanders up top, tied with the Caps. Of course. At plus one seventy five. Plus one seventy five. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and that's a, and that's what somebody says. FanDuel is plus two seventy five. Plus two seventy five. Okay. And then the Bruins are at one fifth, so plus five hundred. That there's good value on the Penguins there. I like as as much as I hate to say it. Just if you if you have to take an objective look at it, the Penguins are. Uh, what do they have a game in hand? I can't remember. Uh, they have two games in hand. They have two games in hand. So the so the Jesus. That's crazy. Over the other, uh, over five and six. They have three games in hands over the top three. Wait, 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 wait. What? Yes, the Bruins have only played 39 No, 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 no. Penguins, the Penguins. Oh, the Penguins Penguins have no games in hand. No games in hand. So the Penguins are two points back, but there's 14 games left to be played. Right. So, there, you know, there's plenty of time to make up points. And they've got games against the Caps. They've got two games against the Caps, and then they've got two games against the Bruins, and that's it for the playoff teams. Uh huh. And then to win the Stanley Cup, Truman, mm-hmm. there's actually only six teams that have better odds than the Islanders. Um, Interesting. So right now, the Islanders to win it all are plus fourteen hundred. Okay. Then it's the Caps at plus twelve hundred. The the Hurricanes also at plus twelve hundred. Yeah. The Maple Leafs are at plus nine. Vegas plus seven and a half, Tampa Bay at plus six hundred, and right now the overall favorite to win it all the Avalanche. is the Colorado Avalanche at plus four hundred. Yeah, it's funny that it's funny that that's how it got listed out. The uh, the Islanders in the league actually have the seventh seventh most points in the league, anyways. So that makes sense that they're the seventh yeah. highest. But uh, the Islanders are. Uh, yeah, it's funny that the, it makes sense that the Islanders, Capitals, and the Hurricanes they're all tied on points. But what's odd is that Tampa Bay Lightning and the Vegas Golden Knights are also tied on points. But And then the Maple Leafs are the second best team in the, in the league right now. And the Avalanche uh-huh. is the best team. So it's funny that, the but the Leafs, that this is funny where you get to see the narrative play in because the Leafs are terrible in the playoffs. They haven't won a playoff series since I think it was 04 or something awful. It's, it's yeah, weird. Yeah, they have that curse. So they are, so that's why they're so, that's why they're, you know, the fifth, or the fourth best and then the Lightning, of course, just won the Cup, so they're going to be high. And then what's funny is that Vegas, the Golden Knights, obviously have never won, but they've made it pretty far. But something that you learn is that with New York teams or Vegas teams and, and uh, L.A. teams and things like that, Dallas, Dallas Cowboys, New York Yankees, uh, the Knicks, they actually have to – you generally have to pay a premium on any amount of futures for them. Their futures values are generally lower because you get kind of like a – a big city advantage or people in Vegas love to bet on the golden Knights, but you know, your most popular teams like your New York Yankees or your Dallas Cowboys or your, you know, uh, know, Lakers are all going to, you're going to pay premium on any future on those teams as well. You're going to get worse numbers than the value is probably for because there's going to be just more quantitative. bets. Yeah. They're just, yeah. It's just people, people think they want to bet on them. Yeah. Because they, well, I love the Yankees, you know, and they have more of that. So just a little fun fact for you, but yeah, the Avalanche probably are. I mean, they're out of the best team right now. So 
it's uh yeah interesting uh we need to we need to move on from the our Isles week interview and we need to talk about the trade deadline real quick um obviously we uh we should start with the islanders the islanders yeah. traded uh i think it was two hold on sorry wait oh i'm getting more fan duel numbers actually the islanders and the hurricanes have better numbers than the washington capitals fun fact huh. on fan duel they're uh Islanders and Hurricane are at plus eleven hundred, and the Washington Capitals are at plus fourteen hundred. So very Not interesting bad. there. But yeah, and then it goes Leafs, Knights, Lightning, uh, Avalanche. So that makes a lot of sense. But we're talking trade deadlines. Uh, we'll we'll try to cruise through this. Uh, Sam Bennett got added to the Panthers. Uh, young and uh, he's a restricted free agent coming up. But uh, I think you almost maybe you see a similar thing to what uh, the Islanders did last year with JG. Uh, JG Pajau, where they were like, oh, you know, John Gabriel, and they uh, go, well, we should just sign him for an extension, you know, and it, it ain't it ain't a rental per se, like a lot of these guys, like some of the Islanders, uh, like the two guys that the Islanders got, uh, Kyler Pal- Palamiri and Travis Zajac. I hope I got that right. Again, I'm yeah, yeah I'm still Palmieri warm. and Zajac. I think their contracts are getting close. I think there's some amount of control because the Islanders gave up a lot for him. They gave up Dobson and another, I think, forward. And then there was uh, they gave up the first round pick this year and like next year's fourth round pick. Yeah. Which and there's a bunch of crazy stuff that's about to start happening that'll be very interesting since we have we have an expansion draft coming up soon. Right. You'll see a lot of different players getting added. Oh and God, be the very... expansion draft. Oh God, dude, the Kraken are going to be the favorites to win the mm-hmm. whole thing. And dude. the Kraken can start to trade for players now, which is weird. You'll see it's yeah, like future consideration things. It's always very interesting. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. So Sam Bennett added the Panthers. Uh, Taylor Hall, oh, you know, we all wanted him. Everybody wanted him. You know, the Golden Knights were in on him. Uh, the Islanders were probably in on him. Ended up going to the Bruins. So sucks to see that. Obviously, he had a bad time in Buffalo. But it'll be interesting to see what he can do to the Bruins if he can push them. You know, because the Bruins are worried about that fourth spot. So hopefully you can yep. push them up. And maybe they can make a run at third or whatever. I hope not because <clears throat> I hope the Penguins and the Caps play second, second, third game. Yeah, play the 2-3. Nice. <laughs> I'd nice. love to play the Bruins, uh, even with Taylor Hall. And then uh, – Or the Islanders should just throw so the Penguins get number one seed. True, true. Facts, facts. Yeah. Either we need the Penguins to get the one seed and we get the two seed or we need to get the one seed and the Penguins to get the two or the three seed. That's That's it. I just don't want to play the Penguins, man. I want them to get eliminated yeah, in the first I'll, round I'll so we don't have to play them. I feel fine playing against anybody else. I don't know what it is about the Penguins this year. Yeah, um, but an interesting one is Janmark jumping. He got traded from the Blackhawks to the Golden Knights, which is odd because I thought the Blackhawks were going to – I guess that's them giving up on it then? Yeah, for the I don't know why they would do that. I mean, they're two points out of the playoffs. Why are you trading players away? Yeah, I don't know, man. You think it's a signal? You think is signaling of some sort for the for the Blackhawks? Oh, I mean, maybe all the other teams above them are kind of like streaking. The Blackhawks are five and five over their last ten. Right. At the time, I think they were three and seven over their last ten. Mm-hmm. So maybe they thought that they needed to, but then they won two straight and are like right back into contention. But yeah. the Predators are eight and two over their last ten. Uh, I don't know, but that, that does, that's really odd. That's like, I don't know. That's just like a weird thing. Mm-hmm. That would be like, you know, uh, the Vikings trading Justin Jefferson 
right before the playoffs. It, like, just doesn't make any sense. I, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm there with you. I was dumbfounded by that trade as well. It doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, but, yeah, I am happy that the Islanders made these plays and got in there, got, you know, their beak wet. It definitely signals that they're, you know, looking to make trades. There's definitely been, you know, we've only been Islanders fans for five or six years. But yeah. there's definitely been some trade deadlines where they're, you know, right on the cusp of it, cusp of it, and they just decide to, you know, sneak into the playoffs, win a series, and then get out, you know. And this feels like, right. you know, this is, man, it sucks that Anders Lee is out, right? Because this would right. be your best opportunity you've had in a long time. And, I mean, this would be the best team in the East if Anders Lee was in. But oh, hopefully, this yeah. This team would, like, literally be top division by eight points if Anders Lee was on the team. Right. Well, I'm not sure that's true. But, yeah, but – They've won a lot of games. I'm not sure where you – the issue is that everybody in this division seems to be just playing well. Anytime anybody else plays well, they all play well. But, um, yeah, I am hoping that, you know, that this these guys can fill the void sure. left by the Anders Lee, and we'll see what happens. Um, that'll kind of wrap it up. We'll, you know, we kind of cruise through that trade deadline. Uh, to be honest with you guys, just to be upfront and transparent we uh don't always know a ton about the rest of the nhl because we both have jobs so we don't (laughs) (laughs) but we do our best to kind of fill in some of those gaps so there are some trades that we missed and that we didn't talk about but uh you know you guys should be happy that we we talked about three other trades honestly (laughs) feel free to tweet at us absolutely like we always say we're willing to talk about whatever you want if you tweeted us if you're angry about it tell us we'll We'll yell at you next episode. Oh, yeah. We love we love more ideas. We love topics. Absolutely tweet at us. Uh, Twitter.com slash S-T-E-E-H-N-M-A-C-H-I-N-E or T-T-V-D-A... No, you don't even have to do T-T-V. It's just D-A-H-M-I-N-A-T-I-O-N-7, right? Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Um, that being said, we need to keep it schmoving. Oh, and you got a hockey term of the week for us? Yeah, so... This week, Truman, I'm going to go something really basic and just for people who don't really watch hockey, like I said, I realized that I did one that I haven't done one that's really basic. I kind of forgot about it. Okay. And that's just something called uh, the face-off. And that is really straightforward and you know what it is, but it's kind of it's kind of has some intricacies intricacies, Mm -hmm. geez, Mm -hmm. about when uh, a face-off is taken. Okay. So Generally, face-offs are taken after a stoppage of play that doesn't involve a, uh, a penalty or an infraction. Sure. So something like uh, a, a player taking a shot and the puck hitting off the post and going out of bounds, mm-hmm. a face-off will happen. Yeah. And it's really straightforward. The face-off is closest to where the puck went out of play. So I, think, I believe there are 10 spots for a face-off, uh, five on each side of the court two in each zone and one in the middle i believe um i might be wrong on that i think it might be 12 it might be two for each two spots for each zone but the other so pucks out of play are a time that a face-off is taken and that's just it's a simple it's like a drop ball in soccer the referee drops the puck you have to wait for it to hit the ground and then both players try to get it kind of like lacrosse actually exactly like lacrosse um but one thing that can happen is if a player goes too early they get two chances um, if they try to go too early, like if they try to jaw the other player or get their stick in position before the referee drops the ball, the referee will signal that with a raised arm pointing towards that player. And then the player can either choose to stay in the faceoff um, and risk getting a minor penalty if they do the infraction again, 
or they can leave and be replaced by another player who will likely uh, just sit there um, and kind of lose the, be much more careful and most likely lose the faceoff. But then the other way that a faceoff can occur is on icing, and that's when uh, the faceoff comes into the zone of the team who iced it to make it uh, disadvantageous for that team. And they cannot right. sub on that, as we discussed earlier. Well, any stoppage of play is going to result in a faceoff. You don't just it isn't it isn't ever like soccer where they get to inbound it or anything like that. It always right, right, it always right. starts off with a faceoff. Right, and obviously the main faceoff is at the beginning of the game, similar to a, a, a jump ball in uh, basketball. Right, and yeah, so in, the, in the, the NBA they actually do jump balls. Right, is that still a thing? Uh, they don't actually jump for the jump balls anymore. It's just a position arrow. Oh, that's like recent. That's like in the last five years, right? They changed that. Uh, I think it's the last twenty years. I don't think they've been doing them for a while. They've. It's like, been. It's been a thing, in, in well, this decade. They they still do the tip off. Right, but there was a jump. I, there was a. Up. Uh, I've don't seen them. I've recently. I've seen them do jump balls at the free throw line in in the twenty tens. I don't know if you have. I I encourage you to look that up. I think it's been a really long time, so that's been a thing. Ah, uh, I'm yeah, gonna look it I up. I realized that I had missed it this week, so this week my term uh, was the face-off. Hmm. And Google, Truman is now going to t- uh, angrily type into his computer screen to figure out when the last jump ball was in the NBA. Oh gosh, it's a whole article. Uh, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Three-point line. Oh no! Oh, these are just all the jump. Okay, this isn't gonna be. This isn't gonna be good. Uh, when did the jump ball rule change? Uh, I, 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 I'm not gonna spend the time. I'll, I'll look at it later on. We'll try to find some answers for you by the end of the show. Uh, okay. I need to do the hot hockey team of the week and. This is actually, um, this is one of the coldest weeks that we've had. Like, it's the coldest day we've had. Like, normally I can look and be like, it's pretty simple. I just go, okay, this team has the hottest streak. They've had the longest win streak. Right. And I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. They're on a hot streak. And uh, the longest win streak right now is three games. And there's like four or five teams that are on it. Uh, but there's a couple 8-1-1s one that we can pick from. Uh and I think we've talked enough about the Colorado Avalanche. Obviously, they're surging. So I'm actually going to go with the Toronto Maple Leafs. They are, uh, again, they were one of the teams that has gone 8-1-1. One, and one. They actually just lost a game. So they, they were on a pretty good streak before then. Uh, you know, at least winning at least, you know, four or five probably. At, you know, and, and it's been a good stretch for them. Obviously, they've reasserted their dominance up there. We talked about how the Jets and the Oilers might make a push. But they uh, they stomped them back into the ground. Uh, the Getting uh, going eight one and one while the other teams went six three and one and six two and two so six two and two gets you fourteen points six uh, three and one gets you thirteen points and of course eight one and one gets you seventeen points so they they gained at least you know three to three to four points there uh, and have really been able to space themselves out over the last ten which they needed to do everybody was kind of starting to question the Maple Leafs a bit and uh you know again if the maple leafs are good i think you get a lot of canada rooting for them i think a lot of them want the leafs to be good they're just always bad and uh so i think it's very possible that the leafs actually make a push maybe they win that first playoff series in you know 15 years or whatever it is however long the streak is it's bad i know that but uh maybe you get to see them 
get on through. And so, yeah, my hot hockey team of the week, uh, I'm just going to give it to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Great job space, spacing yourselves back out there in the Scotia North. But That's fine. Yeah, I was I was checking that earlier. I was actually going to accidentally ruin your segment again and be like, oh, dude, you're screwed for a hot hockey team of the week. That's going to be wrong. a hard choice. I was screwed for a hot hockey team of the week. Uh, but, Owen, back to health. It is, again, we had we had a few deadlines that we're trying to hit. So, uh, this one was pretty quick. So, we're, I don't think either of us are expecting. We didn't make a big deal out of it. I don't think either of us are expecting big ones. And I think we talked a little bit before the show. I know, I know, yeah. I know against the rules. We didn't really talk uh, too much about it. But we talked about how we're, uh, neither of us really lost too much since the last weigh-in. The last weigh-in was three weeks ago. And, you know, we had like six weeks. And this one's three weeks, and I think the next one's like six or seven weeks. I think, if I remember right, like the playoffs, the because the next one, okay, so the first one was Owen's birthday. The second one is the NHL trade deadline. The third one is the start of the playoffs, right? Correct? Yes. Which I believe start. might be like March 25th. So, I mean, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six weeks from now. Or it might even be after that, so then we end up going – seven weeks from now so next week next next one's going to be the big grind you better you better cruise you know uh cruise you know florida georgia line style but uh that being said this one was our short one and then uh, into the playoffs is the next one which i think is at the latest point is like early to mid july so again another five to six weeks there so this one was the shortest one uh i don't think either of us did incredible i uh i'll go first i ended up i think we were i was at like 2.1 percent down yeah. earlier i'm like i'm at like 2.5 percent i'm really i've really stayed very fairly even uh you know lint was over yeah so we started drinking soda again yeah. i tried not to drink nearly as much i got like a 12 pack like the day after yeah and once Fair that enough. and once that 12 pack's over i'm not i'm not gonna buy more soda and put it in my house so uh but yeah i'm at 2.5 percent yeah, that's not bad. Uh, we've actually probably lost around similar amounts of weight because, like we said, these first couple percents, it's going to be skewed in my favor. It's going to look like I'm doing more, but obviously you're a bigger dude than me, so right, you got right. a little bit more to lose. So uh, I'm actually at 153.2 starting from 160. So I also went off a fraction of percent. I went up 0.75% down so at- um, to, yeah, uh, Four point two five percent down. Wait. Hold on. Say it again. So what? You're down what? Six point three. Yeah. So I went from one fifty three point seven. Hold on. I went down from. I went down from five point four pounds lost to six point eight pounds lost. I lost one point four pounds since last week. Okay. So you're at. Yeah, I went from I went from three and a half percent to four point two five percent. Yeah, you're at four point two five percent right now. Yeah. And if you were at six point three, no, but you weren't at six point. You were at six point three before. Uh, I was at six. I was at five point six pounds lost before, and now I am at six point eight pounds. Ah, uh, okay. So you were at three and a half percent. Now you're up to four and a quarter percent. Four four point two five. Yes. So okay. similar to Glad you, modest that. gains, uh, and I'm assuming you know not very much. You know, a, a pound or so for me. 
Um, yeah, that, that's I'm, about uh, that's about where I was at. You know, pound yeah. a little less. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, modest gains over a week. Uh, obviously, with Lent being over, like I said, but and like you said, I also went back to drinking a little bit of soda. I also ate like garbage because I'm a moron. Um, yeah. But the the overall plan is still in place, and we're still losing weight from the overall plan. So right. That's that's the positive thing, and that all we need to do is just focus in on you know doing a more exercise for me especially and then just kicking out one or two more fast food meals a week and then we'll see some real improvement and drinking more water yeah i would say that's my biggest issue is i i don't i need to cook more at home it's hard when you're like just cooking for yourself like right. it's hard to just make one thing you know and i right. like and for me i think the hard part for me is that i try to make like these immaculate meals i always gotta do a recipe i always you know it's got to be a nice seared blah blah blah. You know, I don't just make a sandwich, right? And I yeah, think and I think about that. I'm like, why don't I do that? Why don't I just make a sandwich every now and again? It's not <laughs> a big deal. Not everything has to be such a production. Not everything has to, you know. And I think yeah. I think I need to get back into that mindset of and, and you can just save so much money, you know. If not, yeah, you really you can. save so many calories. You, you generally feel more full when you cook the meal. There's just so much more to do. It's, um, it's kind of weird because you, you feel like, you know, like when you're eating cheap at McDonald's or something, you're like, man, I don't know how mm -hmm. going to the grocery store could save me money. Right. But then you're like, you know, you buy your dollar or so loaf of bread and your dollar or so cheese and your dollar or so meat and you got, you know, enough sandwiches for six or seven meals and you're like, holy shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. You could spend $10 on, on lunch materials. That'll last you two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Or at least one week. Sure. At least one week. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean... And, and again, it, when you're when you're buying lunch, it's pretty much ten dollars a pop when you got to go out. Right. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, but yeah, so not not incredible, but we're still we're still cruising along. We're still hoping to keep it going. I think I think we got to make a big push. This is the big push yeah, time. For sure. Five it, six. It weeks. was definitely important for us to not go in the negative. Mm -hmm. uh, in between last weigh-in and this one, and we we hit that goal. So. Right. Time to grind. Absolutely, time to grind. Uh, that'll do it for, I, I think you got anything else to add? You got, no, I'm good. I mean, yeah, I, I've been doing workout streams on Saturday. Always, you know, check it, check them out. Twitch.tv slash team machine. Yeah. Uh, workout streams on Saturday. Really nice. You know, we do, we do burpees, we do pushups, we do check squats. Those out, guys. It's been, it's been fun. It's been a lot of work, but I really appreciate everybody who tunes in. And as I'll, I'll complain during it, it's like any workout you complain during it because misery loves company, but at the end of the day, it's very rewarding. And I do appreciate everybody who tunes in and chats and uses channel points and uses subs and all that stuff i do appreciate all that and as much as i you know feign that i hate it i do appreciate the support and i do appreciate the workout also uh so yeah so that'll do it for our health stuff but i have an interesting question for you oh and this was the question that was all over twitter and we we've got to talk about it because i just i know where you're at i know what you're gonna say right i absolutely know what you're gonna do uh but what <laughs> i will say is that I'm not sure it's as clean cut. It's definitely a complicated issue, right? It's a weird, weird, weird issue. But my question to you, Owen, is Julian Edelman a Hall of Famer? No! I, I've been hearing about this on Twitter, and they talked about it today on 610. Bob Fesco was saying that he, it, it might be a lengthy conversation. It's not. It's not a lengthy conversation. Uh, unless, unless the, the sports writers are just sucking off Edelman because he played in a bunch of playoff games. They are. Uh, he only has like, I think it's like six thousand total yards 
over yeah. his like 13 year career. Like right. I'll pull it up. Like, I'll pull it up on stream got, so everybody can see it. Obviously, he has the pathetic, audio won't have his, pathetic regular season numbers. Right. He's got 30, I think 32 total touchdowns. It's That's terrible. So here's his career stats. They're terrible. 36 touchdowns. And again, these are all regular season, which is which is where the debate is, is the thing. This is this it's all about how you look at postseason versus regular season versus everything. So regular season numbers, he has 36 touchdowns, he has under 7,000 yards, he's only had three 1,000-yard seasons, he's never been a pro bowler, he's never been an all-pro, he was a special teamer for like four seasons before he really became a wide receiver, he's really only been a wide receiver for seven years, and he really lost a big portion of 2015, and he lost a big big portion of 2020, which is allegedly he failed his physical, and that's why he is... Uh, he's probably retiring, is the which is why we're all talking Hall of Fameness and all the things like that, is because he's right. probably retiring because he failed the physical. So, yeah, I mean it's. But the flip side, the flip side of that, of course, is that Edelman has the second most postseason receptions. Uh, but which comes out, but his receptions do come out to less than seven yards per catch. Do you know has the most postseason receptions? Uh, I do not know. It's uh, Jerry Rice. That would make sense. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah, but, uh, you know, he's won three rings. He won Super Bowl MVP, which helps a lot. But talk to Joe Flacco. Doesn't get you in the Hall of Fame. You know who else won Super Bowl MVP? Who? Dion Branch. Right. Uh, Oh, shit. Who was the guy from – oh, we just – oh, man, I just looked this up – because we were ta- we were talking about this, it was the guy from. If if can you name who won it in, uh, for the Seattle Seahawks, in uh, Super Bowl forty eight. Yeah, it was is a it? defensive player. Right. It wasn't Richard Sherman, was it? No, it was not. It was Malcolm Smith, the linebacker. Oh God, that's right. He had an interception he did have a for a game. touchdown, a fumble recovery, and ten tackles. That is really good. Uh, Von Miller was your last defensive player to win yeah, it. Yeah. But that. I mean, there's plenty of list of. Probably not Hall of Famers who have won it. San Antonio Holmes won it. Probably not a Hall of Famer. Maybe. No, I don't think so. No, uh, San Antonio Holmes. Eli Manning won it. Deion Branch won it, like you pointed out. Dexter Jackson. Uh, well, Sherman, my question to you is this. Yeah. Has Julian Edelman ever, at any point in his career, been a top five receiver? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Maybe a top that's, five slot. That's That's... That's the weird thing is because he's a, he's a slot receiver, so it's hard for him to ever be a. But it's kind of like. But also, people know, are saying Brady, that Tyree Kill is going to end up with better stats than him. Oh, he already has more touchdowns. And I have a weird comparison that I'd like to throw up. If we're talking regular season, which most of the Hall of Fame talk normally is regular season, I have a Chiefs legend for you that has better is stats. Is that with the Chiefs legend Jeremy Macklin? Truman? No, the no, it's Dwayne Bow. <laughs> is Dwayne Bow a Hall of Famer, Owen? No. Well, Dwayne no. Bow. Dwayne uh, Bow is a Chiefs Ring of Famer, maybe. Yeah, Dwayne Bow basically played uh, eight eight seasons at wide receiver, which we said Julian Edelman played seven. Uh, he never had any get, get sh- cut short. I will say that, but he has three thousand three one thousand yard seasons. He has forty four regular season touchdowns, and he has uh, seventy two hundred yards. Which is four hundred more than Julian Edelman. Jeez, 
Um, so no. If Edelman gets in, there's no way that Edelman should get in. Uh, they were talking about this on 610 earlier this morning. The average Truman, the average number of yards needed for a wide receiver right. uh, to get into the Hall of Fame is 11-9. 11,900 yards. Right. There's and plenty the, of great the, wide receivers that are just under that 10,000 mark. The average number of touchdowns? Mm-hmm. 67. Jesus. So you basically need to double Edelman's regular season numbers for him to get in the Hall of Fame. Because well, of that, you can add – so with – with I will say with postseason, you can add 1,400 yards, which gets which gets, gets him to 8,200 yards, which is still not enough. And you can add five touchdowns, which gets him to 40 – Three touchdowns? <laughs> 41, right? He has 36, right? Yeah. He's in 41 touchdowns. That's still that's still not close to enough. It's just not it's just not there, guys. It's just not it's just not there. He's If you're a Patriots fan, he's a Ring of Famer. He's going to the Patriots Ring of Fame and he deserves it for sure. Yeah, he's but a Ring of He's a Ring of Honor guy. Yeah, Absolutely. Not not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, there's Oh, who's the Chiefs guy that I was thinking about going in the Ring of Like Dustin Colquitt. Ring of Famer, Ring of Ring of Honor, Chiefs Ring of Honor, not a Hall of Famer. Very, right. I, I I look at I look at Julian Edelman the same way that I look at Dustin Colquitt. Just oh, like Derek, beloved, maybe Derek Johnson. I I, th- I think Derek Johnson's a better. Derek Johnson's a great example. Of, well, but Derek Johnson didn't win any rings, is what I'm. I guess kind of. Well, sure, at, but. but like in terms of level of play, you know, Edelman was probably you know one or two best Patriots receiver for a while. Yeah. But just not quite good enough to get into the Pro Bowl or be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, never made it to the Pro Bowl, never made it to any of the all pro teams. He's just not he's just not a Hall of Famer. It's just not how any of this works. You can't make up rules. I it's just I can see him getting in just because of people talking about his postseason, but I also don't think the Hall of Fame hasn't put anybody in that really didn't deserve it, in my opinion, so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe some of the older guys, but yeah. those guys were like in top one and two right. at the time, and right. putting up numbers that at the time would be insane. Right. There's so, plenty of bad Patriots players that won three wing, rings that don't deserve yes. to be considered for the Hall of Fame. Julian, I'm not calling Julian, Julian Edelman one of those bad Patriots players, but I'm, what I'm telling you is that he's not – a Hall of Famer. He did win three wings. Yes, he won you guys the Super Bowl MVP, but he's not He's not a Hall of Famer. Not a Hall of Famer. Just like, just, you know, Malcolm Butler could have won Super Bowl MVP the year that he, not <laughs> not really, but, I mean, but yeah, kind of, because he picked off, he picked off Russell Wilson at the goal line. Malcolm Butler is no longer on your team. <laughs> and he's not a Hall of Famer. He got cut, right? He's, is he on any team? I think the Titans cut him, right? Maybe. You might be right. Yeah, so that's all I got to say about Julian Edelman. We just had to talk about it, you know. Yeah. We just Everybody's talking about it. We had I, I wanted to make sure that we gave our two cents on it. And, uh, <laughs> again, mass holes, you can I, – I think we've said this plenty of times. Maybe, you know, here and there, there and there, here and here. Mass holes, you can shut the fuck up. That's all I got for you. <laughs> uh, I was going to go with fuck off. Which, uh, I believe – Ranks us, uh, brings us to our uh, our final one, our yeah. final our or it, it wraps up our sports stuff, and we're gonna get into our uh, kind of pop culture stuff. Sorry, I thought I had this updated, uh, and that's the and our our power rankings of the week are top five movies that the other one hasn't seen before, and so this was a little bit of a this is a this was a good one because we were talking about I think I t- I was talking about Whiplash on stream. And one of our uh, avid Spotify listeners, Easy Baconator, 
uh, was telling me, he, he said, you guys should do a top five movies that the other one hasn't seen. And I was like, I can definitely think of one that Owen will list. So I think that's a great, I think it's a great category. <laughs> uh, so Owen, you got to take us off. Uh, we collaborated on this. So what is what are yeah, the top did, five movies that you have seen and would recommend that I have not seen? Okay, so um, just because of my family background, my dad is a big uh, 80s action film fan. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty well versed on 80s sci-fi and 80s action movies that are, you know, really good. But uh, sure. Truman's not uncultured enough to not have seen something like The Godfather. Truman's not a complete moron, guys. Um, uh, so... But there are a couple that Truman hasn't seen that, you know, aren't necessarily like greatest movies of all time. But two of these are in a lot of people's top five for sure. Um, but to start off mine, uh, at number five spot is Predator. Truman has not seen the Arnold Schwarzenegger classic. It is one of my favorite movies. I didn't know Arnold Schwarzenegger was was in it. I thought... You didn't know that? Dude, Predator? that's the Get Through the Chopper. Oh, that's that, that was, movie. Uh, I thought that was in Terminator. No, that is Predator. Fair enough. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because he yells, he yells at the native woman who's the tracker, basically, in mm -hmm. the Venezuelan forest that they're in. Yeah, Predator takes place in Venezuela. Yeah, yeah, I know it's in a jungle. Yeah. So, but yeah, number five, five is Predator on a similar theme, and confirmed in uh, well, not confirmed. Never mind. I was gonna say the same universe, but I was thinking of the wrong movie. Uh, number four is The Thing with Kurt Russell mm. and Antarctica. Also one of my favorite movies. Um, a little bit later than Alien, but still groundbreaking in terms of uh, special effects. It, although now they're pretty bad, at the time they were really good. And I still think this movie holds a lot of weight, and especially good now for uh, all the, uh, the Among Us and First Class Trouble fans. Yeah, This is the starting movie for that. They're trying to figure out who's the imposter, the literal imposter who's an alien that's eating everybody. Yeah, I would say that that's like the hardest part for me is to go back and watch these 80s movies because the gra like everything's just, you know, the production I, is so much lower than it is nowadays. Right. This I, one this one holds up. Right. It's kind of like it's kind of like Jaws Truman where they don't really show you anything mm -hmm. uh, until a couple scenes and you're like, "Oh, what the fuck? That's so bad." Mm -hmm. But uh, it it does a good job at only showing you like only being suspenseful, mm -hmm. similar to Jaws, so that it, it can still hold its weight. Okay. So yeah, I get okay. I su I uh, recommend this movie for sure. I think it still holds its weight. Okay. Uh, number three is Terminator, and especially Terminator Two. The whole Terminator. Terminator series. Two is mm -hmm. in a lot of people's uh, top five all time mm -hmm. greatest action movies. It's my dad's favorite action movie, probably my dad's favorite movie of all time. And I will say, uh, you are more into action movies than I am, also. That's true. I am. That's, that's fair. And the rest of this list proves that. All and, of them and are I, action and movies. I think, and I think I'm going to prove it with my list as well. All of them are action that's, movies? All of them. All five of my, all this list are action movies. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, so Terminator movies, uh, any of them, mainly Terminator 2. Uh, you know, you can't beat a dude that morphs into you know, molten metal and can reshape his body like Mercury. Come on. That's a that's great, that's cool. a great all-time cool. villain. Pretty cool. And the villain does an all-time great acting job um, as, as the, as the evil uh, Terminator. Right. And then Terminator so, yeah, two is still good. And then I've heard Terminator three and four. I have, five I know I've seen Terminator one Truman, but I actually don't remember that much of Terminator one. I have not seen Terminator one in a long time. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Fair. Uh, number two, saving private Ryan. 
this is a lot of people's top five movies of all time, Truman. And you haven't seen it? I haven't seen it. This, that's kind of unacceptable, man. I it's, know, I know. This is a movie, Truman, that uh, ex-war veterans, mm-hmm. that having seen it, said, said, yeah, that's what war is like. Yeah. It's a really accurate portrayal of the horrors of war. And, uh, it's, you know, it admittedly, it is kind of cheesy. You know, they send, uh, it is a real rule. It's called the Saving Private Ryan rule, I'm pretty sure, colloquially. It's the Saving and, yeah, Private, it's the Private Ryan Act. I'm I'm a private Ryan. I'm a saving private Ryan. Yeah, Truman Ryan, would be would be the one they would send soldiers to save Truman if this happened. Uh, they wouldn't send would, me. Yeah. They wouldn't send me to war. I wouldn't. End yeah, up well, in yeah, war. that's true. They wouldn't send Truman. The to thing war. about saving private Ryan, as I as somebody explained to me, is that his brothers die and then yes, they've got to go save yes. him. Him and one. his two brothers Spoilers. all got sent to war. Spoiler Both alert. his brothers died, so they had to go save him behind enemy lines. And of course, you know, since it's a movie, he selfishly goes, "No, these are my brothers now." Um, and that's course, basically the only cheesy part of the movie. Everything else is really intense. Okay, fair so enough. Saving Private Ryan number two. And number one, the tr- movie that Truman knew I was going to put on here. Yes. It is an Oscar-winning movie for – well, actually, no. It got second place. It was a runner-up in 2016. There's no second places. Fo- There's no second places in the well, Oscars. it was the runner-up. There's, no runner run- There's no runner-ups in, in the Oscars. Yes, there is. Okay. I'm pretty sure there's a runner-up for the Oscar. They it tell was, you who got this, who who's second. Never heard of it in my life, but okay. Uh, whatever, whatever. Don't it was care. a nominee um, for sure. Yeah. It was yes. It was a it was a it was a not. Oh, actually, which is yeah, why you were like, asking me about win. Roma because you because that was the one that won. Yes, because Roma Roma oh, won okay. that year. Okay. Roma Over. won this year in 2016. But this movie, Train to Busan, Oscar-nominated Korean film. Yes. It's a zombie movie. Right. And you're like Owen. Oh, how can a zombie movie, you know, be really serious? This one actually focuses around a dad and his daughter mm-hmm. during the zombie outbreak. And it tackles, like, family issues. It's just really well Wait shot. a, wait a, wait a, wait just a second. Wait a minute. Because yeah. a lot of the times that we talk about this movie, you always ask, uh, uh, you're always, a lot of it has come up with, around Valentine's Day. And you say, oh, great Valentine's Day movie. You should watch Train to Busan. You're not telling me an action zombie movie <laughs> about a father and daughter. Yeah, it's great. Is about, is a Valentine's oh, they, Day. Because if it's romantic, I'm going to fight somebody, you know? It's not, it's not romantic. Okay, then, it's not, then stop telling me to watch it on Valentine's Day. in it, but not really. Then stop telling me to watch it on Valentine's Day. It's a good Valentine's Day movie, dude. It, that doesn't, The point no, is, Truman. no. It's an no. emo- I can't say things about it that make it a good Valentine's Day movie without spoiling it. Okay. 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 You just have to trust me on this. Okay. You have to trust me on this. It's a night. It has a really strong emotional movie. But yeah, Train to Busan number one. So okay. from the bottom, I took way too long in the segment. Uh, yes. Five Predator, four of the Thing, three Terminator, two specifically, two Saving Private Ryan, and one Train to Busan. Fair enough. It is my turn, Owen. And as you're going to see, we have uh, differing movie tastes at times. I, I like an action movie every now and again. I just don't get into it that much, uh, honestly. And I, so I always end up uh, watching, I don't know. Lately, I've been watching a lot of more serious movies. I watch a lot more artistic movies in my older age. You know, I don't watch as many sports sports movies. You know, I don't, I don't just watch sports <laughs> movies anymore. Uh, I've been actually watching a lot of the Oscar stuff. Uh, one of the things that my huh. family likes to do and me and my girlfriend like to do is 
go through and uh, we always do the fill out the Oscar ballots and like to write it down and so sure. and make guesses. And so with that, me and my girlfriend have started in the in the past couple of years going through Oscar movies and picking out which ones. Or we'll, we'll go well, through the best pictures. We'll go through the best pictures and go through every list. And sure. like so, four of these have been nominated for Oscars in the last like five years. Sure. Is, right. and, uh, but one of them is, is, is a classic that you need to watch. Uh, an honorable mention to Stripes, one that is a very uncommon movie, but it is one of it's right in your 1980s action funny movie. Well, but it's a comedy, and that's and I'm definitely more in, in the comedy sphere sphere of things, especially in the 80s. Uh, I'm but, fine with 80s comedies. So but good. Stripes, it has Bill Murray. It's an army. Uh, it's 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 based on the army, and like secret nazi bases and stuff it's very funny uh <laughs> sounds great i assume yeah or secret russia ba russian bases maybe oh wait is is stripes the one where they're like in the shootout in the house and the dude makes a tic-tac-toe with the windows that they're no, getting shot out no 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 i don't think so no 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 i don't think it's that one this one's uh there's uh like bill murray's like they were like hung over like training all night one time and oh. so they have like one of the more iconic scenes is they all come out there for like uh like uh like presentation day for all the families that watch their kids go off to boot camp they show up and so they say they say where have you been soldier because like their captain quit or something and he's like yeah. training sir and he's like what kind of training army training sir it's <laughs> a very an iconic it's an iconic line of dialogue all right but all right, it's all a right. bill murray classic from the 80s i would definitely recommend it uh all right Number five, my official number five, it is an Oscar nominee this year. It is on Netflix. I'd recommend it because it's one of those things where a couple movies, and, and, and I'm bookend. I'm bookended by two Oscar nominees this year uh, for my list. But Trial of the Chicago 7, it okay. really is an interesting uh, insight into the uh, civil rights movement that was going on in Chicago in, this, in the 60s and 70s. And a lot of, and, and it's about how the government was you know trying to shut it down or what they did to do all these things and it's a very good movie has a lot of uh, undertones definitely tells a, a very important story that i that we don't learn a lot in american in the american school system we don't learn about about we learn kind of you know a lot of the american school system is civil rights is uh you know rosa parks martin luther king and then they got rights and then that was it you know but that wasn't it you know and you learned you know they try to teach you we'll, we'll get into more of it later on but uh, it's a great movie. I would definitely recommend it. It's on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, I'm going to quote uh, Mark Phillips on Twitter here real quick. Oh, oh, just write down that uh, Rosa Parks said no and that uh, Martin Luther King had a dream. Okay, we're done. <laughs> yeah, and that's, yeah, that is the scratching, and, and they watered down even the, the Martin Luther King Jr. stuff. So, right. Uh, number four, uh, this is the one that's not uh, on any, never been nominated for an Oscar, I don't think, but it's Scream. A great yeah, I, I horror movie. Hayden, Hayden has talked about how much he likes this movie. I've heard it's a great movie. I just haven't seen it. It is an all-time top five, pro at least top ten horror movie. Uh, it's it's funny. It's clever. There's twists. It's, you know, the original. It's probably, honestly, the first one to ever really do this twist that you're going to see. It's very interesting. They make fun of horror movies the whole time. My dad, a funny story is my dad thought it was supposed to be a, a spoof movie, like scary movie. Like the Scary yeah. Movies franchise was. He thought it was supposed to be like that. And he took my mom, who does not like horror movies, like on like on a date to go see that movie. Because he thought it was supposed to be a spoof movie. And they go, and it's an actual horror movie. 
but it's not like but it's not like scary and it's it all the all the it's kind of like all very... friday the 13th where it's not very it's right, a horror and, movie but not too scary right they've got some funny stuff and it's all teenagers yeah it's a lot of yeah uh why is that? yeah why that? <laughs> yeah exactly uh that's my number four is scream number third number three and this is one that i catch a lot of slack for this was an oscar nominee last year that i think everybody should go see and we've talked about this every time and you guys say i'm not gonna watch this fucking movie because i tell everybody that i do not think parasite should have won the oscar last year and people think i'm crazy for that i haven't seen parasite either so right yeah which is also crazy is is that it's mostly you and your buddy you know and uh my good irishman also on twitch (laughs) give him a follow it's Night, it's you guys are like I'm not watching 1917. It's just another war movie, and I'm like, wait, no, I, no, I never said that. Hold yeah, on, hold no, on. no, you guys did say that. No, I, I said no, you got to go watch 1917. You guys that's, say there's no way 1917 could have been better than Parasite, and then you always say, well, but I haven't seen Parasite. I get roasted wait, I for thinking not, that Parasite. I have never won. said anything poor about 1917. What I always say is I always tell you the story about how on Valentine's Day, Katie and I were supposed to go. But she decided that after sushi, she didn't wanna. So we watched Spider Verse instead. Not a bad, not a bad switch in there. And uh, I'd already but seen Spider Verse. I'm, t- I'm telling you, 1917 is two hours that feels like 45 minutes. It's all, uh, it's, I mean, it's all basically I've shot in to watch one. It. We should watch well, you're it. You're right. I haven't seen it's it. It's all basically shot in one in one run. It's uh, serious. It's heartbreaking. It's oh, it's it's art. It's a, it's a cinematic Dude, piece I'm, of I'm about it. It's definitely on my list to watch. Yeah, if it's on Amazon Prime, maybe we'll do it for a stream movie. We do always do the stream movie nights on Saturdays, so maybe we'll All see. All right. All right. Uh, 1917, number three. Number two is Whiplash. You haven't seen Whiplash, right? We've, I, no, we I we never made you watch it. One of my favorite movies. I, I think we had, yeah, another dis, we had another late night discussion in the Discord where they say, they're like, well, what three movies would you recommend? And I think Whiplash was in my list of the three that I'd recommend. Yeah, it was, for sure. That's, is that is that a Will Smith one? No, 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 no. Whiplash is Miles Teller as a jazz drummer, getting the shit kicked out of him by J.K. Simmons. Oh right, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A very, very good movie. I'd recommend it to everybody. If you like jazz, you'll love it. If you like, uh, you know, if you like, really anything. It, it, if you like jazz, you like serious movies, you like Miles Teller, you like Oscar bait stuff. It's, it's all fantastic. And I would, I would sure. definitely recommend uh, that. I would definitely recommend Whiplash, number two. And number one is one that I think is, I think should win Best Picture we, this year. We go back and forth on a lot of them. Me and me mm, my girlfriend have watched all, we've watched seven of the eight of them. We have to watch Mank last. Uh, but number one, I have Judas and the Black Messiah. I think that's the I think that's the best movie. I think that should win Best Picture this year. I think I think I wouldn't be shocked if uh, the Father won. A great performance by Anthony Hopkins there. Um, what are the uh, What are the eight this year? True. <clears throat> uh, so it's Judas and the Black Messiah, Trial of Chicago Seven, Minari, Nomadland, uh, Sound of Metal, The Father, Mank, and. Sound of, is it seven? No, it's eight. How many? Of those oh, are, and Promising Young Woman. How many of those are American movies? Uh, all of them. Minari is made by a Korean filmmaker, but it's like English and Korean. Okay. Back and forth, but yeah, they're all they're all American this year. So huh. are they? Are they all good? 
Yeah, they're all very good. I, I don't think there's really any duds in there. Promising Young Woman's definitely the one that was the least like any Oscar film that's ever that I think I've seen in a while. It's it's funny, it's clever, it's not too serious, it's but it's good. I've also heard that movie is good though. It is really good. Uh, Minari was really good. Uh, but yeah, Trial of Chicago Seven is really really good and definitely makes you feel like how it was uh, during that trial. But yeah, Juice and the Black Messiah has to do with the. Uh, the Black Panthers and the government's right. execution of Fred Hampton, uh, the chairman of the Illinois Black Panther Party, and uh, it was it's it's so good. Daniel Daniel Kaluuya does it does a great job again. So, uh, my five that are on my, on my list for you, Owen: Trial of Chicago Seven, number five; Scream, number four; Nineteen Seventeen, number three; Whiplash, number two; Judas and the Black Messiah, number one. Truman, I'm pretty sure the movie, by the way, that I say that I'm not going to watch is Hidden Figures. That was a different... Yeah, that's a movie that you say that you won't watch, but you should watch that one as well. It's a pretty good one. I, I, I don't think it's that. as good as any of the five on this list, but I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I'm definitely focusing... I have... I can't. I honestly can't believe I haven't seen Scream. I mean, I, well, I can because I don't like really like horror movies. But... And it, it doesn't end up on streaming stuff as much either, which is kind of surprising. Mm-hmm. But you could probably... I could probably legitimately find it on VHS somewhere, so... Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to get together here soon and start watching knocking out some of these movies. Well, once you move to KC, you can just come to the lake in the summer, and that's where we got all the awesome VHS tapes. So. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever that is. I don't. You know, who knows when that could possibly be? Uh, let's wrap up and do uh, a little pop culture minute, Owen. Uh, I'm gonna make you go first. Uh, you got a you got a pop culture. You got something yeah. to rant about uh, today? So, as somebody of the paler complexion. Talking about us, white guys. Gotta wear fucking sunscreen, man. Truman, this last oh, yeah. weekend, dude, mm-hmm. I burned the shit out of my out of my I could arms. I could believe turned that. into a damn lobster. Like, <laughs> you can't really see it on stream very well, but dude, my arms are red, man. Don't forget your sunscreen. Uh, I mean, and this goes for people of all melanin levels in the skin. Just because your skin doesn't burn, that doesn't mean your skin isn't getting irradiated. Everybody needs to wear sunscreen because your skin will still age, even if it's not visible. Um, You got to wear sunscreen, man. I don't care if your skin, if you don't get sunburns, uh, everybody gets skin cancer. Don't, don't forget to wear sunscreen. It's, it's really important and it uh, saves you a lot of money uh, in terms of skincare. So that's, that's my PSA to everybody, literally everybody just wear some sunscreen. It's good for you. That's uh, that's fair. Um, geez, I I thought I had a big topic earlier in the day, and it was definitely going to be like the most political I'd gotten. It, it was a very we don't do politics here. It's very like barely scratched the surface of anything political. Yeah. Uh, but I don't remember what it was. <laughs> um, you anti-vax stuff, true? It might have been anti-vax stuff. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, again, we're trying to. We're gonna talk about. Oh, I bet. I bet I know what you're going to talk about. Were you going to talk about the uh, Johnson & Johnson complications numbers? No, but I will tell you that I don't. You know, obviously, a blood clot is not great. But was it one person right. died? One person was pregnant? Uh, one person was just put in serious condition? It was six blood clots out of, s- like, six million shots or seven million shots that yep. they've given out. Yep, those are the numbers. And, uh... I think it's actually... I would, say, I would just say stop. Maybe... And I ended up on Canadian conservative Twitter... 
which, you know, we always view Canadians as being very progressive or very nice. But if you end up on Canadian conservative Twitter, I, whatever you think of American conservatives, it's, you know, they are two times as cranked up, I would say. Yeah. And, wow. you know, and like it sometimes misinformation gets spread about the vaccine. And, man, they're all over it. They're all about the the mRNA modifying gene pools and all this stuff man and it's yeah, just yeah yeah because that, that's, that's how that works real quick owen one time for the one time for the one time can mrna change your dna owen uh, no i mean not not the vaccine we're getting it like i guess there was stuff for cancer treatment well, i mean yeah I don't, but can viruses change your genome technically right so technically it changes your genome by adding to your genome but that's not what is happening in vaccines. mRNA vaccines give an mRNA sequence that is likely to mimic the mRNA sequence that the virus is going to inject into you. It doesn't change your genome. That's not that's not how that works. It yeah. gives it, it it's it's not even really for the mRNA. It's for the mRNA sequence. Mm -hmm. It's the mainly the protein structure on the mRNA. Right. That your body is going to then recognize from the uh from the motifs uh that the virus is going to have it's yeah. it's i we talked all about this in my virology class in college yes. uh that's just right. an idiotic brain dead take yes all right all right i just want to throw that out there that's where i ended up on a conservative canadian twitter other than that i would just tell you that the vibes were odd today uh neil degrassi titan was or steakums was dunking on neil degrassi titan Shannon Sharp and Kevin Durant were all each other. There is almost like vaccine conspiracy theories going on in my uh, high school group chat. It's uh, very interesting, which from a guy that oh, we had heard for way. from in years, all of a sudden just coming in with uh, probably anti-vax stuff because he he was deep into the QAnon stuff also, and it was uh, you know I don't, again we're not you know not to get, we're not getting political here, but yeah just oh by the way Shannon Sharp blocked Katie. I don't know if you saw that. I saw that. I I, I don't care. <laughs> I, I I think Shannon Sharp's still way better than Kevin Durant. I'd I'd rather hang out with him. Uh, anyways, Owen, where I'm can we you. find you at? We forgot to do the shoutouts. Where can we find you? Twitter, Twitch. As always, Twitch and Twitter at Domination Seven. That's D A H M I N A T I O N Seven. So yeah. Nice. And of course, I've been Truman Seen the Steam Machine. S T E E H N M A C H I N E. Twitch or Twitter. Uh, we do the food podcast on Monday and wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you're not listening to it on Twitch, you can find it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We also put our food podcast called Grub Buds that we do on Monday nights uh, also on those platforms. We also even did a special Brunch Buds episode this week that we did on Sunday morning. It was a lot of fun. We drank mimosas. We ate a Burger King breakfast sandwich. A lot of fun. You normally I stream Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and uh, Saturday is a workout stream. It's been a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun. Uh, Fridays are normally drinking. Sundays are normally very chill, like Stardew Valley or something, to kind of chase off the Sunday scaries. But I think that's going to do it for me. Here, real quick, Drew, real oh, quick yeah? to end it off. What do you think the score of the Royals game is right now? 6-1 Angels. 1-3 to three Royals. Royals are up? Yep, top of the sixth. Nice. Nice. Yes. This yeah. Royals team is very interesting. I think they're going to be right around 500 all year for a lot of it. I think they'll probably fade towards the end, but I think they're going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll probably talk more about them. We're going to talk more about sure. the Royals than I ever anticipated talking about the Royals this year. So. <laughs> for sure. But for Dom, that's true. I've been Trumanstein. That's been Owen Dom. We appreciate it if you made it this far. We hope to see you next week when we hopefully get to talk about another Great Islanders week and some more uh, Royals baseball maybe. We'll see.
talk to you later.